Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Katherine Morehouse. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit is set to hear three legal challenges this week about rules that could strengthen or hobble President Joe Biden's plans to significantly boost electric vehicle sales. Remember, EVs are a big part of Biden's climate agenda, and the president is hoping to reach 50% of all sales by the end of the decade. The two Thursday cases are about rules from EPA and the Transportation Department, while the Friday case is about California's authority to set its own vehicle emission standards. So today, Politico's Alex Guillen breaks down what these three court cases are about and how they could upend Biden's EV agenda. It's Thursday, September 14th. So the D.C. Circuit today in Washington is going to sit for lawsuits challenging two rules, one from EPA that has to do with emissions from tailpipes for cars and trucks through 2026, and one from the Transportation Department that has to do with fuel economy for cars and trucks through 2026. So the rules are related, but they are separate, and they have roughly similar goals, which is to increase the fuel efficiency and reduce emissions of cars and trucks over the next few years. These regulations sort of in the near term are being used by the Biden administration to increase the number of electric vehicles that automakers are likely to sell in order to comply. They don't, it doesn't require them to sell electric vehicles. It just requires that their fleet-wide efficiencies improve specific amounts. That is expected that EV sales will be a, a major part of doing that, but it doesn't specifically require it. Those rules are both going to be challenged today in court, about two and a half hours worth of arguments at least. So it's going to be a long day. Got it. Okay. You also report that both of these rules are effectively stepping stones to even more aggressive regulations. Could you describe why that is and what the Biden administration is hoping for here? Yeah. So these two rules only cover through model year 2026. And EPA and the Transportation Department have both since proposed second rules that would cover into the early 2030s. What's interesting here is that the EPA rule, the agency estimated that automakers would probably sell in 2026 around 17% electric vehicles in order to comply with the rule. The proposal they put out earlier this year through 2032 estimates that that will jump to 67% by that year. So that's obviously a really massive jump from 17% to 67% over those years. And so there's been quite a lot of concern raised from Republicans, from the oil industry, from biofuels, that these rules and then these potential future rules that the Biden administration is going to finalize next spring, probably, are going to, you know, majorly transform the auto sector and reduce Americans' consumer choice on what vehicles they want to buy. That's the argument from the challengers. Interesting. Okay, let's talk about this third case now. That involves a challenge from Ohio and other Republican-controlled states to the Clean Air Act provision that allows California to adopt more stringent auto pollution rules than the federal government. What's the argument against this rule? Yeah, so the Clean Air Act back in 1970, when Congress wrote it, they said California has already been regulating emissions from cars. So we're going to sort of let them continue to do that if they get waivers from EPA 
they can impose more stringent standards. And so they've been doing that for over half a century now. You know, for many decades, that was mostly around conventional pollutants. But in the past couple decades, California has moved to start imposing zero emissions mandates and greenhouse gas mandates. And so essentially, these states are now arguing not only was the Biden administration's decision to sort of reissue California's waiver, and there's a long history there, but they're arguing that not only was that unlawful, but that the entire Clean Air Act waiver program is unconstitutional. And they cite a doctrine called equal sovereignty that says that the federal government generally is supposed to treat the states the same way. And they're saying that California gets special treatment here. We'll have to see how this plays out. It's a novel argument. Obviously, nobody has really raised this kind of issue before. Certainly, the Biden administration has been arguing that it does not violate equal sovereignty. It just gives states more options to either follow the federal rule or they can follow California rules, which just gives more flexibility. So it'll be an interesting one to watch for sure. Any of these cases could be appealed to the Supreme Court. There could be interest. We'll have to see how everything plays out. The outcome of the 2024 presidential election will play a role here as well. But these are areas and and arguments and questions that the Supreme Court has shown an interest in answering. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Got it. Okay. so taking a step back here, then, could you talk a bit more about how these challenges could ultimately impact the president's climate and EV goals, especially, you know, if these rules go up to the Supreme Court? And how do we expect the administration to respond? Yeah, I think sort of the major threat here is that a a negative ruling for EPA or the transportation department or both is going to hamstring the electric vehicle goals. You know, the president has sort of set a national goal of 50% EV sales by the end of the decade. That's an order of magnitude more than EVs are sold nationally right now. So it's extremely ambitious. But, you know, backers argue that it is feasible. They point to the fact that many automakers in the past few years have very suddenly pivoted toward developing bigger fleets of electric vehicles, investing in battery manufacturing in the U.S., finding ways to bring down costs and and make EVs more palatable to consumers, more attractive to consumers. A negative ruling here that sort of says, you know, EPA has gone too far and this isn't a rule that's intended to, to boost electric vehicles, that could definitely put a damper on those efforts from the Biden administration, given that there's no way otherwise to sort of require electric vehicle sales nationally. We've seen a lot of investments in charging infrastructure, developing battery technology and that kind of thing through other means. So there are other things the federal government is doing to boost electric vehicles, but fuel economy standards and emission standards are still seen as a prime way of incentivizing electric vehicle adoption. Also, FERC staff pushed back against the idea that the commission should be more involved in other agency rulemaking processes during a House hearing on Wednesday. GOP lawmakers grilled David Ortiz, who directs FERC's Office of Electric Reliability, about a letter sent by Commissioner James Danley. Danley had alleged in August that EPA did not sufficiently solicit FERC input on its proposal to drastically cut greenhouse gas emissions from power plants during its rulemaking process. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Katherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.